Welcome to Midpoint, OCC's midweek podcast aimed at helping you connect with last week's message and prepare you for next week's sermon. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Midpoint, your midweek connection to Orchards Community Church. Last week, Pastor Forrest talked with us through Acts 9, 32 through 43, where you talked about the idea of changed life. Yes. Is that yes, a decent did. explanation of, of the... That was the gist of the... Okay. Yep. I like the the idea of changed life. That was such a cool perspective to really zero in on. So mm-hmm. thank you for, for going there. That idea of changed life, what led you to preach with the focus of changed life? It's as going through the um, studying the scripture mm-hmm. one, what's we look at what's really the main purpose of what what is Peter trying to or what is Luke trying to convey what Peter's actions Agreed. there in those two in that area. And uh, the main point to me it seemed to be that the gospel message was being spread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People's lives were being changed when they saw the the miraculous healings yeah. and the uh, the raising of Tabitha back to life. Yeah. Uh, and people turned and believed. Yeah. So that's that was kind of the start of that. And I, it was funny. You and I were, were going over the script, and I asked you this first question: What in this passage led you to preach it this way? And you had a really kind of funny response. And I, I would love to hear your response for the question of why did you preach oh, this passage? Or... Because James asked me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you, and you just like cracked up, like James yeah. told me to. Well, and the interesting part of that, that... was I was originally scheduled for uh, Acts chapter 10, the first part of that. Which is this Sunday. Which is this coming Sunday, and James uh, realized that he had made a mistake in our scheduling yeah. for who's going to preach that Sunday, and uh, at the beginning of the month, he switched gears on me, and now I'm doing the chapter 9, verse 32, and on to the end of chapter 9. And you had already prepped a good portion. And of I was almost to the point of beginning to write my previous sermon, so I had to switch to this one. So, yeah. It should be really great, because next week I get to do the podcast with James and you're gonna on be... the on what I had done. So we'll see if he, if he measures up to where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I wanted to bring that because I asked that question as we were preparing. Yeah. And you're like, he told me to. I was like, yeah. great answer. This is awesome. <laughs> well, you know, that's how I came to work at the church, too, is because James, James told you to. He asked me, to, well, he didn't tell me. He came and asked. Fair enough, fair enough. While he was on sabbatical, you know, last year if I would come and, and preach a sermon. Yeah. And then one thing led to another, and yeah, now, now here I am. Now you're in the schedule. It's been fun to be in the schedule with you, with James, with Brenton, you know, and then myself wrapped into it. It's a it's fun to have all four of us yeah. kind of wrapping around. It's been mm-hmm. that's been a really mm-hmm. good time. And that's yep. been really fun yep. to do that. In- interestingly enough, I just read this when you when we were getting ready to come over here today. And uh, there was a little piece that was talking about are we preaching and people are just saying good job, mm-hmm. you know, or are we preaching and are people's lives being changed? Mm-hmm. Are they taking the message and, and going out and, and doing something with it? So that's that's always what we strive for. Amen. Amen. Was there anything that you had to leave out due to time or anything that you wanted to get to that you kind of scrapped on the, the writing floor? Anything that you kind of had to remove? There was, you know, there when we do the research on it, there's a lot of stuff and yeah. it gives you some background information. Then we have to decide what do we pull into this or not. And just by my nature, I I like digging in and I like history and explaining, Amen, you know, yeah. where things are at. And so there's a lot of stuff about particulars about 
the the city of Lida and the city of Joppa, and uh, Joppa is the modern day term is uh, Jaffa. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, the area is still there. It's still populated. Those towns are still there. So you can look on the map. Yeah. Uh, you can compare old maps and new maps. And I could really go down a rabbit trail on that. So I have to discipline myself to come back and say, okay, what do I really want to communicate Agreed. that's going to be clear and uh, that we can make a call to action? I find that's hard. I love history. And so I always get lost in how much history can I possibly get into yeah. and how much connections and right. Joppa, the connections, you know, into the Old Testament. Exactly. Joppa and, yep. and there's so much to that. Because so, there's a lot there that, yeah, that reaches back into the Old Testament, which again is a, is a picture of the, the continuity of scripture from Amen. Old Testament into New Testament. For sure. That's so interesting. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, that you were able to kind of monitor some of that. And yeah. I, I would have loved all the history, but I could see how you had to cut some of it. <laughs> all right. We had a few questions from people, um, and we always appreciate when you do that. We want to say thank you. Please continue sending in questions. There is a, a box right outside of the auditorium. You can drop your right on a, a note and drop it in there. You can email it, yep. text it. We want to hear your thoughts. Right. We appreciate when you do that. Because it really helps us to make sure that that midpoint, this time, is hitting what you are needing to understand exactly. what, your, what your questions are. Yep. Let's let's give us some ideas to dig in a little bit deeper. Please keep doing that. We really, mm -hmm. really, really like when you do that. First question. So, Forrest, the month of July has been crazy. And you mentioned in your sermon how crazy it was. And you briefly mentioned a couple things that had gone on. Can you tell us a little bit more of some of the highlights of the month of July um, and just kind of everything that went on here at OCC? Well, I had mentioned uh, the Vacation Bible School, VBS, mm -hmm. yeah. and we had a great turnout with that. There was, uh, on an average, a very consistent, I thought, mm -hmm. uh, 120 kids per day. So that was that was great. It was amazing. Uh, and all of our staff basically got involved in mm -hmm. it in one way or another. So it was really nice seeing guys uh, a little out of the different setting, basically, yes. even though it was on site. But working with little kids is not the same as you know, what we normally do, some of us. So Agreed. that yeah. was, that was kind of cool. But, um, there were, uh, Wesley told us there were five kids that accepted Christ during Praise that week, God. which God. is very intentional. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what that's about. We want the kids to have fun, but we want them to hear the message yeah. of Jesus too. And I was, uh, he mentioned to us that it was 45 volunteers that he had, um, which was awesome. Yeah, that, that is excellent participation by our congregation. That's huge. Into yeah. this, yeah. yeah. And it was it was people who are regularly involved in kids' ministry all the way down to people that are never really involved in kids' ministry but came out to be a part right. of VBS. Right. It's an interesting thing because what we find is that the, the VBS, it definitely speaks to the kids. Amen. But it speaks to those 45 adult volunteers too. Yeah. Because they get to hear the message and, and when we're doing videos of the... Uh, uh, the Cure International Hospitals yeah. uh, was kind of the cause that we were collecting uh, offerings for. Yeah. And to see each day just a little uh, vignette of some of these kids with cleft palates or, or club foot yeah. uh, type things that they've had to grow up with yeah. and finally find surgery at age five or age eight by international doctors that go in and, and do these surgeries. It's incredible. And, and again, it, it's changed lives. That Amen. certainly makes an impact. but So the kids get to see that, and they get to hear the message. The adults are right there with them, 
So, um, yeah, in the end, it worked out great. They raised over $4,000 for Cure International Hospitals. That's amazing. Uh, so that tells me there was some adults involved in it, too. Yeah, yeah. The goal was about half of that, as I recall. I remember, I think Wes told me that someone matched. I think we raised a certain chunk of it. Yeah. I think we raised about 2000 and then I think someone matched it, which right. was incredible. It was. Um, huge, big, big, big time stuff. My yep. favorite, uh, so I was out with the game, so I'd come in during the during the big time you know, group sessions, yep. and my favorite was watching all the volunteers, all the adults that, whether or not they're typically involved in kids' ministry, dancing to all the music and trying to get yeah. all, the, all, the, all the motions. and A lot of them were. Yeah. Not all of us. <laughs> some, some were. I uh, had a bunch of my youth that were involved in, and a couple of my youth were up on stage, and they routinely liked to laugh at me as I tried to keep up with the motions. Um, it was pretty rapid fire. They were it was so fast. <laughs> some of the motions were not easy to pull off. I didn't think they were. But... And then my youth yanked what several of us, what Brent and myself and Wesley and a couple other people up and made us dance on the last day yeah, on stage. Yeah. And the comedy <laughs> of it was is that we just done had just done water games outside. Right. So you're all wet. We were all wet. And so it was literally me and Josh were up on stage in a puddle dancing. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if you... We on were, a slick floor. Yeah, we were both dancing in a puddle. I was actually out. I didn't get to see the closing because yeah. I was out getting the lunch together yeah. for these 45... Uh, volunteers. volunteers, so yeah, we were literally Josh and I were dancing in a puddle on stage, <laughs> and it was funny. West looks at me as he sees, and he looks down at my puddle on stage, and he goes, "Andrew, don't jump. Just don't jump. You're gonna fall." Yeah. And so yeah. any time that we had to jump, I'd be like, "No, I'm not jumping," because <laughs> I did not want to eat it in front of 120 kids. No, and... no, because that floor gets slick. Yeah, but, was, yeah. I was not looking forward to that. Huh. So we had other stuff going on. What else? Kind of we had. You mentioned a couple yeah. of things on Sunday. What else kind of was going Your on? Your favorite topic, youth camp. Oh, I... How's that? I, <laughs> I guess I'll jump in here. Yes, we had youth camp. So this was for uh, 6th through 12th grade. And we had about 60-plus kids for four days each day. That's amazing. Yeah, each day had about 60 That's a plus. lot of kids in one place. It was a lot of kids. It was a blast. And we had... Majority of that was from OCC. We actually had um, about eleven kids from another church in the valley. Um, the church partnered with me. That's kind of that's cool. Yeah, that other churches be would be willing to partner up and provide an opportunity for yeah. their youth. And so this church partnered with me and brought about eleven kids in. And yeah. then we had two kids from another church, and then one kid from a, a fourth church. So it was actually four oh. different churches. Wow in many ways involved, which was huge. That's nice. It was awesome. And it's the first time that we've done a youth camp on campus here at OCC. First time ever. Yeah, first time this was... this was Good job. Hey, it was a huge blessing. It was a blast. Um, and so we had, yeah, 60-plus kids. I had about seven leaders that were involved kind of throughout the time, and this was Wednesday through Saturday, um, and it was in the afternoon, 2 to 10, and it was a blast. And Breton and OCC band uh, led worship, yep. and it was... It was a really good time. And then I flew out a buddy of mine, a pastor buddy of mine from California who came out and spoke yeah. and killed it. And yeah. it was awesome. We had one kid accept Christ, which was huge. nice. One of our little junior high boys accepted Christ. And that okay. was a massive, massive blessing to see. And it was a huge, huge success. And, yeah. and we're already talking about next year and what it's going to look like. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and we are, spoiler alert, we're going to do it again next year here yeah. on site and already ramping up and excited for it. So... Good. Big good. thing, big thing. 
There was something else that happened right after that. It was yeah. this back-to-back, back-to-back. Something that also we decided we would do next year as well is the outdoor all-church worship service. Huge, yeah. Uh, that we, you know, in the past we've done baptisms out in the uh, Soton Chief Looking Glass Park. Yeah. And this year we decided to do the entire worship service out there and added uh, child dedications on top of that. It so we awesome. had the whole big barbecue lunch and baptisms and t- child dedications. And uh, one one person actually accepted uh, Jesus as their Savior there. Right on site. On site. And we had it. So we had an extra baptism going on. So we had 16 baptisms happen that And then that we had morning. one more that came up last second beyond this this boy that accepted Christ, right? We had one yeah. more. Yeah. So there was two that were just like spur of the moment on site. Right, right. There's right. actually two more that came right as we were walking to the river, too, I think. Okay. I yeah. may have missed that. See, if yeah. I was out in the water by that time, probably. There was two that James, that Pastor James did that came up last second. Too. Okay. So it was that was cool. super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It was really cool. What else? Yeah. Kind of tell, tell us a little more about that. Uh, well, the 16 child dedications. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we're outside and we had a flatbed trailer uh, with the band on it, and mm-hmm. we're speaking out in front of that, and with the parents and their kiddos lined up it took the whole length of that that's that 20 foot trailer that was out there so cool. a lot of folks uh up front and took a while to get through that as well yeah so yeah and then a good portion of the crowd uh traipsed down to the mm-hmm. to the water and we had cleaned that up and and got it good to to get down in the water and do baptism so mm-hmm. and this year because we had the worship band out there we had portable sound system that we could take pieces of that and make work to mm-hmm. where we could actually announce the uh, baptism people as they uh, went out in the water before they were baptized. So that was that was so helpful. It was nice. It that was a good deal. Yep, yep. Any, I mean, we had you, you said sixteen child dedications, about 16, 16 people baptized, yep. and then we were estimating how many we had. How many people out there? Probably at the probably three hundred eighty-five people. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good. That's a. That's a good portion of our, our church. Yeah, right and, it, and it wasn't too awfully hot, we didn't think. We were concerned that it was going to be 100 degrees or better, uh, which is kind of my tipping point personally. I can get yeah. up in the 90s, and that's about where we were. Yeah. Uh, by the time we were cleaning up afterwards, 1, 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, it was getting pretty warm. It was beginning to get warm, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't feeling faint. I know. I knew afterwards I was dehydrated. Yeah. Uh, so, Yeah. Uh, Just part of the deal. But it was a lot of fun. It was a blast. A lot of participation with our volunteers, and thank you, everybody that was uh, out there helping out. Amen. Thank you, thank you. So what's next one? What is coming up in the fall? Because we got a lot that's that's ramping up here. We're kind of rolling into the the starting of the fall. What's starting coming, of the fall. What's yep. coming up? Fall curriculums and uh, kickoff for uh, rooted groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, really at the beginning of this, uh, James likes to do a leadership training mm-hmm. workshop, and that will be on August 11th mm-hmm. uh, here at OCC, that it to be a Friday evening. Mm-hmm. And it, we're encouraging everybody that's involved in working with the kids and in adult ministries mm-hmm. and any type of leadership, mm-hmm. whether you're working, uh, we'll just say workers too. Yeah. Because there's, there's potential leaders that that we haven't identified, and we're just developing people as we as we grow together through mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So we've got the leadership training on the 11th, and then we've got the connection fair, which most folks are familiar with mm-hmm. now, on the 20th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is August 20th. That's a Sunday Sunday morning. So we do that in between services, before and after services, and we'll have uh, the new uh, slate of uh, Bible studies out for men mm-hmm. and women. 
uh, we'll, we will start sign up, um, for the rooted groups mm -hmm. and we'll be doing some advertising on rooted groups as well, yeah. uh, and home groups and that mm -hmm. type of thing. So all the new stuff coming up, that's where we do the kickoff and then, uh, come September, we're ready to roll. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. So some other things you've got, uh, some changes in your youth group coming up too this fall. It's, we're rolling into to something pretty big. We're pretty excited about. So, I mean, since I, I started, it's been, a, what, a year and a half now since I've been here. So since I started, we had taken the youth group from two nights down to one to really rebuild it and get mm -hmm. it healthy. Right, right. And we're at a point now that God has done such incredible things, and we are kind of bursting at the seams. And mm -hmm. it's, it's at a point that we need to re-split the youth group back to two nights. And so that's a good problem to have. It is. It's exciting to see <laughs> enough leaders on, on, you know, coming at each night to help enough kids coming. We have Josh, our intern who is bought in and ready to rock and roll and help me with that. Mm -hmm. And so August 30th and 31st, we will officially kick off our resplit. And so it will go August 30th will be a Wednesday night and that will be high school. I'm calling that HSM high school ministry. Okay. Um, yep. And that will be 6.30 to 8.30, and that will be just high school students. And then the next night, 31st, which is a Thursday night, we are kicking off a JHM, Junior High Ministry. Right. And that's 6th through 8th grade. And uh, we're going to re-split to two nights and watch that just continue yeah. to flourish. We're going to have a full campus then on, on Thursdays, because you're going to have Junior High Camp on, or not camp, but Junior High Ministry, yeah. ministry on Thursdays, and we'll be doing Awana. Mm -hmm. Uh, Awana kickoff, I think, is the 31st or so. so but that's literally the same night. Yeah. Right, right. And that's another thing, too, because Wesley has uh, his leaders training for Awana coming up. Um, second week or... 17? Yeah, and then 18th? he's got the yeah. Awana carnival coming up, and then he's got Awana kickoff. Uh, it's so, boom, boom, boom for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. August is going to be another busy month on yeah. campus, that's for sure. And then we get into the actual moving forward with the groups and... And everything in September. So the Iwana Carnival um, is going to be August twenty fourth, I believe, is the date on that one. Okay, um, and so that sounds about right. Yeah. And it's and it's uh, it obviously is is all kids, you know, children's carnival, but it is to to really put the word out that hey, we're gonna we're gonna be kicking off Iwana mm -hmm. here shortly, and I think we just kind of call it that, but it is an outreach for all all kids. And for, for the community as well. Yep, and, exactly. And so it's going to be a yep, blast. Yep. Also, the uh, what got got paused in the summertime, the men's ministry uh, doesn't do a men's breakfast during the summer, and guys are always asking about it. So it's going to be back on slate okay. uh, in September too. So Yeah. Yeah. And they've started kind of something new that they've done once, and they're going to do again here in August. Doing right? an outdoor games uh, night Saturday evening. Last week they did. They'll do another one in in uh, August. I don't remember the exact date, but mm -hmm. so everybody kind of keep your eyes peeled for for the men's ministry game night that they're going to do. Right yeah. now, when the weather's nice, they'll be outdoors yeah. and they'll run it, you know, from five to eight type of a thing, and do some Corn, cornhole, cornhole and just yeah. it's it's a uh, what we call a first chair event. It's designed to be just casual. You know, say a prayer before we get started. You yeah. know, rub elbows with other guys and just have fun. You just know, there's out. not a lesson of, or anything like that. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, um, question about sermon itself. You talked about the idea that lives are changed when we take action. I think was your wording. Mm -hmm. What actions do you think believers do that are most effective for changing lives? 
I think that uh, towards the end of the sermon, uh, I'll, I mentioned some things that we can do in a community, you know, throughout our day, mm-hmm. especially the difficult days, uh, when we can be a model of, of agape love in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, are we, are we being that person that's looking for opportunities uh, to show that? Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, there, are, there are people in our church, even when they're grocery shopping at Winco, they just seem to be drawn for for the older retired guy that's shopping groceries by himself and it's kind of lost in the aisle and they go up I hear these stories they go up and they ask him if if they can help him you know mm-hmm. help you find anything or yeah. you know uh and it's not overtly you know christian street evangelism by any means but they are showing that christ like uh, attitude yeah, uh, so those connections. Yeah, there's some things like that. Praying for people is another thing that uh, that we can do. That um, some of you probably, if you're praying at over a meal at a restaurant or something, mm-hmm. I've actually had people come up and comment afterwards. Hey, thanks for for doing that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for showing the model. Yeah. And uh, one it, one time in particular was totally unexpected. Was when Brenton and Erlene Layler were up. Uh, just taking a first-time visit, mm-hmm. and we were kind of in the recruiting mo- mode, so Michelle and I took them to a lunch over in Roosters, mm-hmm. and there was a table uh, that was starting to get a little bit loud behind us, and we paused and prayed before the food came, and the guy came over and said how much he appreciated seeing that model, so That's it was so kind of cool. cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, and they and, and uh, Laidlers haven't even, at that point, had not committed to coming. Yeah. But they could see a little bit of the community that they were moving into just simply by that. That's really cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Well, good. I think those are some good actions and some good good stuff that we can be doing. I think it's it's the idea that are we looking to make those connections? Yeah, and, and looking for serving opportunities and, and that type of thing. Uh, serving doesn't have to be raking leaves. It doesn't, you know, that type of thing. Serving sometimes is just being aware of... Uh, you know, is there a need there? Uh, do can we put together a meal train of somebody that just had a baby or a surgery, yeah. uh, or does somebody just kind of need checking in? Uh, if you haven't seen them for a week or two, hey, text them or give them a call. Say how you doing. Uh, it's those types of things that really build that relational connection. Agreed. Yeah. Sure. Good. I think that's those are some good things. Yeah. So my my last question I have for you. You talked about the idea of making sure we are reading our Bible and praying so that we are staying connected to God. Mm-hmm. I've perceived you to be someone that's really good at this. and Well, thank you. I, I have, and that's been something that I, I've appreciated learning about you. But I, I think, including myself, this is easier said than done for a lot of people. Yeah, just taking the time. Yeah. What have you done to keep up with these practices? I have, uh, we were challenged when uh, a former pastor here at OCC, Mark Brewster, uh, somehow we got into discussion and he basically challenged us to uh, develop a plan, just read through the Bible in 12 months. Uh, And he probably said this in a sermon, actually, that how many of you have done this? Don't show me your hands, but how many have done this type Mm -hmm. of thing? And I... And then we talked afterwards and he said, yeah, it's it's a good thing. I've done it multiple times, he says, so... I had, at that point, I had never gone through uh, consistently over 12 months and read through the Bible. Mm. Uh, I have multiple times now. Michelle and I both have. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's, um, I know the challenge like you, you've got little kids and they're getting up early or, you know, 
uh, staying up late. Yeah, your way of doing it probably going to be different than my way of doing it because I don't have kids at home. Mm-hmm. So it's, but when we, even as, uh, when we had our foster kids, we still were, we would get up before the kids yeah. and, uh, open up the, the phone app, you know, for the Bible, mm-hmm. the Bible app and, and, uh, click on it and you do, you know, a few chapters of yeah. the book of Jeremiah, whatever the case might be. And you, uh, by the end of the year, you're through usually before the end of the year, you're through. So that helps. It's always hard. You get stuck in Leviticus for a while. And it gets to be a grind in some places, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, it, and that's been something you and I were talking a little bit as we were preparing for this, the idea that this has been something that I've, I've struggled with. This has been a reality that I, I, I struggle getting into the Word on my own outside of, of preparing you know, with work and things like that. And right. I was sharing with you that that's been something that I've struggled with due to kind of the idea of... of needing to not have it turn into work, be a personal devo time. And I've had to really work on that. And that's right. been something that I've had to really seek to find ways to grow in that. And I'm, I'm still yeah. trying to grow in it yeah. each and every day. And I've had my, my good times and my bad times with it of, of where I, I take that time where I get up before the kids. And yeah. there's other times that the little ones are, are not going to bed as early as we'd like. And yeah. And we do have the luxury sleep, yeah. here. You had even commented once that as pastors, we, we get the luxury of being able to study the Bible yes. on work time because that's our profession. That yeah. That's what we do. Um, sometimes we have to not, not look at it as work. We need to really understand what, what's God trying to say through us, through his word. And that's too. been something I've had to, had to wrestle with. I've had to figure out a way to make sure that if I'm going to read it on my own, if I'm going to do personal devo time, I have to do it specifically in a way that doesn't turn into work. Right. Exactly. I, some things that I've kind of done is that I know the moment that I start, um, you know, taking notes or the moment that I start like doing study itself, sure, my brain turns into work. And so yeah. what I've done is when I read it, when I sit down and read it, I just read it. I just read it face value. I just read several chapters. Yeah. I, I don't start going into study because the moment I go pull out a commentary, the moment I go studying then you're working my, or, you're, or you're back in the university yeah. type of thing or yeah my, my brain switches into university or switches into to work and so right. that's been something that that's been really fruitful when when i've really had some good times with it is that i just open it up and i read yeah. a handful of chapters i know there's some women that uh are, have a bible plan uh and it's not a devotional it's actually a read through the bible mm-hmm. type thing and their group uh will text each other mm-hmm. and they're all reading the same passage at the mm-hmm. same time, and then they'll have some brief discussion. Somebody yeah. will start the discussion, and then a, a few of them will, will comment. And it helps to keep some interest, I think. Um, and I know that my when my wife started uh, at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. uh, they're still doing it. So mm, That's so cool. Yeah, so you get good buy-in that way. I also watched uh, other people that actually have a devotional where, where they'll They'll kind of just take their private time and actually mm-hmm. and the, get their their tablet or their laptop and actually do the study. Yeah, and that's their time. You know, go outside, sit each, in the sun, have a cup yeah. of coffee, and and do it. To each their own. Yeah, you know, to each their exactly. Own. You got to find out what works and what keeps your interest in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I think that's the idea that I've had to figure out for myself that doing the the diving in commentary study and things that work for other people for their personal devo time turns into work for me, and so. I have to, what works for me is, is what works for me. And that right. may not work for other people, but we exactly. got to try. We have to try yeah. to keep going. Well, we have one guy in our last Ruta group we did, and uh, he has disciplined himself to get up at five o'clock in the morning before work, because he goes to work fairly early. He goes on a walk. 
Mm. And he does audio, mm-hmm. uh, which the Bible app does audio. Yeah. You, it's the same thing. He can be listening to it walking down the bike path right across the river from my house, yeah. and he's listening to the same thing that I am. I but reading. I'm reading it. He's listening to it, and it's been... Uh, he's a he's a changed guy. He did, he moved in from out of the area about a year ago, that's and so cool. he's he will tell you that he is a different guy. That's so cool. Yep, that's awesome. Different habits. Well, hey, I mean, I, I think the encouragement and what you kind of left us with in your sermon is get into it. You got to start. You got to keep going. You got to figure out a way that it works for you. And yep. I think that was such a good challenge. And and the idea of good. We've changed lives. If we are going to have our lives changed, if we are going to truly have our lives changed and and looking more like Christ. Then we need to be we need to be doing some of these things. Yeah. We need to be reaching outside of ourselves. We need to be diving into the word. We need to be praying. We need to be doing these things. And yep. And then people will see that reflection of Jesus through you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. People can tell. That's good stuff. Before we end this episode, let's talk about next week. And what's awesome is you've prepped for next week, even though you're not preaching. Right. So you got this solid. I should probably still come to church though. Uh... <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's going to worry. James is going to be uh, on the beginning of Acts chapter 10. Okay. So we're going to get to hear about uh, visions and angels and and stuff like sheets being let down from heaven by held by four corners and all Uncle- kinds of animals. Unclean and, animals versus clean animals. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so, some good stuff. There's there's a lot there. Okay. So and, beginning uh, of Acts 10 is, is the passage. Yeah. Okay. Um, how can we be preparing for it, do you think? What can, what can we as a church body be doing? You know what I would recommend, and I found this interesting because I was doing the sermon prep, I found it very useful to go back and reread previous chapters mm-hmm. coming up to it so you kind of know what we're leading into. And uh, if you've done a little bit of preparation, you've read ahead a little, mm-hmm. you know, to at least to what we're going to study and some background on it. Yeah. I think that helps to prepare you for, for worship service on, on uh, Sunday morning. Agreed. So I would say, I would recommend folks, you know, read it. If you're not reading the Bible, that's a good place to start. That's Just keep good. along in, in with the pastor and what he's um, preaching in the series. That's good. That's good. How can we be praying? What, what are your thoughts for that? I think that um, uh, we should be praying for James, number mm-hmm. one. Amen. And that that folks would uh, that would hear God's word through through what he's what he's talking about. Uh, in this particular case, where Peter is beginning that process of his own internal conversion away from the traditional Jewish law and and in more into what Jesus calls us to be open to to everybody, mm-hmm. uh, and we're we're beginning to see the Gentiles are going to be invited into faith uh, in Jesus. So. Uh, we can take that, mm-hmm. and we can we can work with that because that's we're there. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to get to to tell people is, pay attention. You yeah. know, this is for everybody, and God's going to take us right where we're at, whether we've got some addictive past history or, um, you know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, you wouldn't want me to step through the front doors of your church because lightning would strike and burn the building down. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to take the chance. Agreed. You got to get in to, and rub elbows with fellow believers and be in communion. Agreed. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Pat Forrest, thanks for sitting down. Sure. What a blessing. You're I, welcome. I don't that think, was fun. I don't think I've had the chance to interview. You've interviewed me. Right. I think this is our first time. Maybe. This is a blast. This went well, I this hope. 
<laughs> it was fun though. It was a good time. <laughs> I was thinking, I was sitting here like, I think this is the first time I've got to interview interview you. You've done it. You've interviewed me once, but what a blast. Right. Yeah, this absolutely. Good. We hope you've enjoyed this week's Midpoint. If you'd like to send in any questions or thoughts into the show, please email or text Podcast at lewistonocc.org. Again, a reminder that there is a box. You can write something on a piece of paper, a question, put it in the box right outside the auditorium. Absolutely. Be sure to join us in service on Sunday at 9 a.m. and at 10.30, as well as Monday night at 7 p.m. Hope to see you all very soon. Be well and know that you are so loved by God and Lord Jesus Community Church. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.